EWR Talk Network is not just another talk radio network. We are the champion for important causes and issues like financial literacy. That is why so many people listen to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. Lionel is a seasoned veteran in the finance industry, but more importantly, Lionel cares about people. He shares his vast knowledge of the finance world in a personal way that goes beyond dollars and cents with advice that makes sense. So let Lionel help you get your finances in order or avoid costly errors in judgment that may be devastating to you and your family. Listen to the Lionel Shipman Check Your Finances show every Tuesday exclusively on the CWR Talk Network at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Central. And hello and welcome to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show here on the CWR Talk Network. And I am your host, Lionel Shipman. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. I want to give a huge shout out to all of my regular listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in uh, and following me on this journey of three plus years now. I want to give a huge shout out and a thank you to all my new listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. And hopefully you will become a regular listener going forward. And most importantly, I want to give thanks to God for another day to make a positive difference in the lives of others. Well, we have another great show. Tonight's show is actually a special, or what I call a special edition. Uh, so gracious to have uh, a great uh, physician, a great passionate health advocate, uh, speaker, uh, and a lot more to her resume uh, will be we'll be talking about health, wellness, and finances tonight. So stay tuned. That segment is coming right up. For those of you who have uh, any questions and or comments, uh, you can call in at 917-889-8078, and we will take your questions and or your comments. And if you didn't know, you can listen to all of my past shows on demand. That means you can listen to the show anywhere at any time. We can be heard on Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So very appreciative, very blessed to have those other platforms that carries uh, the show on demand. And I want to continue this to give thanks to God for all of the guests uh, that have been here on the show. Uh, if you go to my website at shipmentconsulting.com, I've actually created a, I guess, a radio show page that showcases all of the past guests that we've had here on the show I uh, would encourage you to do that, do that, to go and check those out, check those old shows out, as well as what I call my solo shows. We've touched on various financial topics, but like I said, my show is a little bit more than just a financial show. It's a life empowerment show as well. So we touch on a lot of different life issues. Uh, so let's get right to it. My guest tonight, uh, she is a passionate health advocate thought-provoking lifestyle interventionist and compassionate double board certified physician in both pediatrics and obesity medicine, who is dedicated to providing excellent healthcare services, closing the gap on health disparities and advocating for health equity in vulnerable populations and communities. Her global health training and research engagement 
has set her apart as a subject expert on self-care strategies to maximize health and minimize stress in both children and adults who experience trauma. And I have to say, her bio goes far beyond than what I just read. But I want to get right to it because we have a great segment, and I want to try to get as much uh, information out to all of you from my guest tonight. Let's welcome to the show Dr. Yolanda Lewis Raglan. Hello, Dr. Yolanda. How are you doing tonight? I am well. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, doing wonderful. So glad to have you here on the show. Good, good. Thank you for having me. Good, good. I have to ask you, seeing that uh, I do follow you on social media, and for those that don't follow Dr. Yolanda, I would encourage you to do that. Uh, now, you just took the, if you don't mind me asking, you took, you just took the second dose of the COVID-19 vaccine, is that right? Yes. Yep, yep, Hi. I did on Monday. Um, How you doing? I'm doing well. So I took the Pfizer vaccine, which is um, three weeks in between the um, first vaccine and the second dose. Okay. So I got my first one on the 4th of January, and then the last one was on uh, January 25th. Okay. All right. Yeah. You... And there was a little arm soreness, um, a little bit of a... Uh, Maybe a, I think I had a little fatigue, but not much. I was um, I usually do about ten miles on my peloton um, in a one stretch, and the first one that I did, the first uh, vaccine, I had to split the ride up um, okay. five miles and five miles. But on the second vaccine, I was able to do um, the full ten. So um, not much fatigue, but the second dose, I think my fatigue was a little bit more the second day. Okay. But no fever, you know, none of the, I think there's been some reports that the second dose for some people has been a lot more um, uh, constitutional symptoms like fever, chills, aches, things like that. I had none of that. So. Okay. Okay. That's I good to hear. Yeah. yeah when, and, and thank you for, uh, I, I, I always say, because uh, I have two other uh, good friends who are physicians and they were on social media as well, uh, showing that they were getting the vaccine. Thank you for being an example, a setting example for all of us uh, to ensure uh, the safety and the importance of taking the vaccine. So thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Just trying to, you know, set an example. Like you said, um, I know that in order for us to trust the science, Sometimes people need to see um, those that they um, have a relationship with um, yeah. and that they might be able to ask, you know, direct questions to um, that we need to make sure that we're very transparent. And so for me, that was what was most important. So Okay. Yeah. Well, perfect. Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. well, well, yeah, well, this segment is, uh, to me, very special because I've never had a physician here uh, to talk about health, wellness, and even integrating finances in that because it all, to me, health covers all of that and just in general. So right. I just want to, so I love, uh, I want to have this in-depth conversation here. So I want to kind of start off, you know, we as consumers, we have a wealth of information regarding health and wellness. 
You know, we right. can go to our we can go to our smartphone. We can go to the web. Uh, all these different resources where we can get information, but mm-hmm. oftentimes people still don't take heed uh, to take better care of themselves. And uh, you know, you hear it on television, and you have people have physicians such as yourself, those in the medical community that always encourages us to take care of ourselves. So will you please talk to us, me included, because sometimes I'm not always uh, in line the way I should be. Will you please talk to, uh, talk to us tonight about the importance of taking care of ourselves from a physical, a mental, emotional, and from a financial standpoint? All right. So sure. Um, so for me, I'm passionate, very passionate about health. I think that um, health just encompasses so many things. It, there's an intersection between all of what you're talking about, health and, and um, finances, um, health and emotional, your emotional health, your physical health. Um, you have intellectual health, which is different than mental health. I think a lot of people think of intellectual and mental as the same. Mental health is more dealing with, like, your emotional health. The intellectual health is, you know, the ability – to advance yourself, you know, maybe read, um, maybe pick up um, another um, certification, you know, anything that would, would satisfy you maybe with self and um, maybe development when it comes to career development or just things you're interested in. But mm-hmm. we have environmental health. So there's all these areas of health that um, people don't think of. Social health right now, our social health is being attacked, right? We have very, we have, right now we can't socialize. Um, We have to social distance because of the pandemic. And it actually is causing a lot of problems. It's definitely causing problems with our children. One of the reasons everyone's so busy trying to get our our, um, schools back open is because our kids aren't just suffering their educational um, abilities. Um, They're not just suffering there. They're suffering because, we're social beings, and so the children are having a hard time because those connections that they have with their friends and their teachers, um, the, the, the moment when someone tells you you did a great job, um, you know, this is, this is so wonderful, um, you know, you hear words of encouragement. These are the things that our kids are missing, not that parents aren't probably encouraging their children, but we're not trained as teachers. We're not trained as kindergarten, first, second, third grade teachers. So a lot of us are not able to give the kind of encouragement that um, I think our teachers have been doing for so long, and our children are craving that. So there's so many areas of health that um, exist, first of all. And where health, where financial health comes in is that, Really, when you talk about um, your your health and your wellness, you're talking about finances, for instance. Um, mm-hmm. There's a return on investment. There's a there's a, a you know there's a formula that you look at. How much do I want to put into a certain thing, and what do I expect on and as a return? And so many of us don't recognize and realize that we are our best investment. If we're not looking at ourselves as our best commodity, um, then we're actually being short-sighted. If you're pushing yourself so hard that, you know, you're not sleeping, you know, you're grinding. I get that everybody wants to grind. I'm on my grind, too. I, you know, I do. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm in a, doing a book right now. I have an a, a event that I'm going to do in February. There's a way 
to grind, but sometimes we're grinding so hard that we're actually harming ourselves. And um, the thing that I have learned and that I I had to begin focusing on is self-care. Self-care is a way of actually showing how much you love yourself and how much you value yourself. And there's so much about our finances that if we truly value something, then we invest in it. We invest time. We invest effort. We make sure to protect it. And so we got to be careful not to um, not see ourselves as an investment and make sure that we're protecting ourselves, that we're always looking at how much am I putting out and what am I getting back in. And when I say getting back in, we just need to make sure that we're pouring back into ourselves. I often say there's, a, you know, there's two ways that you can give. And let's say you have the, um, the example of having a cup. You can either poke holes in the cup and allow what's inside of the cup to pour out into others because you have to give. It's going right. to happen. You've got to give to your kids. You've got to give to your job. You've got to give to your business if you're an entrepreneur. Um, you got to give to your community. But you can either poke holes in that cup and allow what you have on the inside of you to come pouring out through those holes for what that leaves is a drained cup. Or you can have this cup so full that it's overflowing and it's filling from over top and on the outside so you feel from the overflow. So my goal is to feel from the overflow. My, My goal is to fill myself up in so many ways where I'm caring for myself. And there's so many ways that you can care for yourself, whether it's, you know, meditation. I do meditation daily. Whether mm-hmm. it's exercising, um, eating right. Eating right is such a, a, a great way to show yourself how much you care for yourself. Eating yeah. junk is not a way to treat yourself. That's like putting, that's like putting the cheap gas in your car. That's, but it's that, so that's good. So when you've got a good car, you're not putting cheap gas in your car. I know so many people that will yeah. make sure they put top premium gas in their cars, but yeah. then they'll turn around and, and, and eat a donut. So, it's so good, though. Yeah. It's so good, What's Dr. Good? Yolanda. What's good? The donut? <laughs> yeah. But at the time, it may taste good, but when you find out what's actually in it, the fillers yeah. and the sugar and inflammatory properties, yeah. um, how processed it is, if someone told you the ingredients in it and you compared it to cheap gas, you wouldn't put it in, you wouldn't put cheap gas in your car. So why are we putting these cheap products in our bodies? Why are we putting oodles and noodles and, and donuts and processed foods? It, it really is, uh, it's really disrespectful to yourself. Yeah. And, and, as, and as a believer, which I am, I yes. often say, we always talk about God is on the inside of me, you know, greater is he that is in me than he is in the world. If God yes. is really on the inside of you, why are you feeding him ramen noodles? Um, if he came All to right. dinner, you wouldn't feed him ramen noodles, but you're feeding him ramen noodles on the inside of you. So you have to start thinking about the bigger picture. And you don't have to spend a lot of money to eat well, but I just want you to be careful about eating processed foods, um, foods that are high in sugar, high in salt, that are causing hypertension or at least exacerbating it, um, exacerbating, you know, sugar, uh, a poor sugar control. The next thing you know, you have borderline diabetes, um, your hemoglobin A1C is high, you got resistance, insulin resistance. There's all of these things that are um, telltale signs that you're not eating right or treating your body right, right. but we're ignoring those signs because wow. it Yeah, I mean, you, you said a mouthful, and – I have to say, 
I felt some conviction there myself. Uh, I pride myself on uh, trying to stay in shape. Now, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm in pretty good shape. I, de- I have definitely improved my eating habits over the years. You know, I was one of those kind, Dr. Yolanda, that years ago, God blessed me with a great metabolism. Uh, mm-hmm. I can eat as much as I want at any mm-hmm. time of the day or night and didn't have to worry about weight or anything. Well, about right. eight, maybe 10 years ago, at my annual checkup, uh, my cholesterol level was much higher than it had ever been. And so since that time, I have had to uh, change my diet. And I have to say, it was very tough. It was very challenging. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. when I see the results of how I feel, uh, my, my being able to get up less stress, I'm able to rest better, digestively, my, my food digests much better. You're absolutely right. I love the analogy that you just made regarding putting cheap gas in your car. If you want your car to run better, you have to put in a higher grade of gas. I mean, so and there are people that are meticulous. I mean, they will tell you their car doesn't take anything but premium gas. And I will watch this person smoke a cigarette, but tell me that their gas has to be premium. And I'm thinking, (laughs) okay, why are you polluting your lungs, but it's not okay for your car to get polluted gas? Your car has to have premium gas. So we have to be really mindful that um, these our bodies are machines. Our bodies are designed to have high performance, but there are things that you have to do for them to perform highly. Um, yeah. One of those things, so I, I, I have four things that I put on. I think I posted something recently about how to boost your immune system. Everyone's talking about the vaccine. Everybody can't get the vaccine. What's going to happen yeah. when you're on tier seven and you're still waiting for the vaccine in June? Um, what are you doing in the meantime to boost your metabolism, I mean, to boost your um, immune system? And there's a lot of things that we can do to boost our immune system. But the same things I talked about, about about boosting your immune system are the same things that you need to do to in, increase uh, performance. So the first one is nutrition. We mm-hmm. have to know about food. The problem is, and I wish this were not true, but our school systems don't teach us much about food at all. In fact, yeah. um, we don't learn. Um, and, and there are dietitians that I've had conversations with who don't really understand um, uh, food very well, to be honest. Mm-hmm. There are some uh, diabetic dietitians that are given some of the wrong information about how many carbs to allow. They're allowing people to, way too many carbs, and then they're, then they're suggesting that they chase it with insulin, and that's not okay. Wow. But, so we need to really learn about food because food is really our first medicine. If we really learn how to eat food properly, there'd be mm-hmm. a lot less that we'd have to um, do in terms of, of fixing things, right? Preventative yeah. medicine is unfortunately not the basis of Western medicine. It is the basis of Eastern medicine. And so for me, I've learned a lot more of Eastern medicine. I lived in Africa for two years before med school, and I actually learned a lot about uh, medicine in Africa. And then I also did um, Asia, been to China, uh, you know, uh, Cambodia, Japan. I've been to Thailand. So there are all these places and all of these things that they incorporate into health and wellness that um, is really about preventive and and longevity. Mm-hmm. So we haven't grasped fully, um, and, well, I can't even say fully, not at all. <laughs> yeah. 
chasing we're chasing a lot of things and and there's a whole lot of reasons for that and I won't get into too much of it but the biggest problem is um, our medical school curriculum and training is really about learning a disease process and then the treatment of it which is often medications and it's not the, the other stuff that's really preventative, which is diet and exercise. But the right. four things that are really important is nutrition is extremely important. Mm-hmm. Um, exercise, regular exercise. If you just exercise regularly, the, um, the, the amount of uh, endorphins that would, have, that would build confidence and, and actually help combat mental um, like stress and anxiety and depression. There's a lot of things that it would, it would help with. It actually helps with your immune system. It helps with your digestive system. People don't realize that. It helps with your, um, when I say digestive, not just your stomach, but your liver itself and the uh-huh. circulation in your liver, exercise helps with, um, and your joints. Um, osteoporosis, it helps you actually ward off osteoporosis. So there's so many things that exercise helps with. Sleep. Sleep is so much more important than people realize. You yeah. have to get enough sleep. When, you, when you're sleep deprived, there are so many uh, enzymes and cytokines and, and um, prote- things that your body's supposed to make that it won't make because you're wide awake. One of the things it does make, though, there's a, a hormone called ghrelin, and it actually makes more of a hormone that makes you feel hungry. So mm. a lot of times when people are up late and they're, um, it's a, you know, all-nighters and working on a, a project or a paper or whatever, and they're up really, really late and they find themselves eating and they know they're not hungry, it's because yeah. they're continuing to be, it's like a fight or flight um, um, hormone. You're, you're kind of pressed for time. You know you've got to be up, and you're forcing yourself to really kind of work hard to do this, and you begin to make more of this hormone that tells you you're hungry. Um, wow. When you sleep, you make more of leptin. Leptin is a hormone that tells you you're satiated. It tells you that you're full and that you're satisfied. But you make more of that hormone when you're asleep. So if you don't get enough sleep, you're not making enough of that hormone, and so you're continuing to overeat. Wow. Um, and so there's so many parts to, to even the sleep uh, cycle and the sleep process that people need to understand more. And then the last one is water. Water is so much more important than people realize. We are 70% water, 65 to 70% water. Mm-hmm. And, and more times than not, we're thirsty when we think we're hungry. Um, there are a lot mm-hmm. of studies that show that people are uh, more thirsty than they are, than they realize, and they keep consuming food when they have a quote-unquote craving instead of drinking enough water. So we're dehydrated, and dehydration causes right. all kinds of problems with cognition. It causes problems with um, uh, anxiety and depression, um, confusion, you know, fatigue. Uh, there's a commercial that they have out, and it's really actually true, that says one out of two children are um, are, dehydra- are are underhydrated. It's very true because our kids are wow. hydrating with juice and, yep. and Gatorade and sodas yep. and, and Power tea, whatever they want. Mm-hmm, whatever they yeah. whatever they want, but they won't drink water. <laughs> won't drink water. Yeah. Parents parents don't encourage it. So we really have to um, we have to begin to do a better job at encouraging our children to drink more water. But some of that has to do with the fact that we're not drinking enough water. We're not, we're not, you know, we need to be better models of Mm -hmm. what it is we want our children to do. And so they're going to, in order for them to emulate us, 
we have to um, have our habits have to um, be a little bit um, better for them to to get the examples that they need. So exercise yeah. regularly. When your child sees you exercise regularly, they just know it's yeah. something we're supposed to do. They see you drink plenty of water, then they yeah. drink plenty of water. Um, you know, they're not cooking the meals. They're not buying the food. You are. So right. sometimes our parents are just buying too many um uh, too much junk food and, and too many convenient foods for our kids, um, and then they complain to us as physicians and pediatricians that our kids are eating too much junk food, and I'm thinking, well, who's purchasing the food? So, um, yeah, we have to just do a better job. Yeah, I mean, you said a mouthful there. I mean, <laughs> it, it's, 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 you know, we are tempted as in, in society, in, you know, from television we it, it's that microwave mentality. Get it fast. Get it simple. Get it easy. And they don't tell you the bad side of it. My my wife and I we watched a uh, a documentary regarding. And mm-hmm. I have to say I was completely surprised, almost like appalled, that uh, some of our systems laws are not oh, really. Yeah. It's not it's beneficial. Some it's not foods, protective. Yeah, it it's doesn't protect us. Yeah, yeah. And, and then on that same in that same documentary, they begin to showcase all of the values that comes from eating good foods and what oh, it yeah. provides. Exactly what you're saying. Nutrition is. I, I'm. A, I am a good example. Like I said, I used to eat all. I loved famous Amos chocolate chip. <laughs> Cookies would become. I would take that, doctor. But but I'm telling you why. Oh my gosh, they're addictive. People don't realize that what you were doing. You're so the our system. We are allowing things to be given to us that are actually truly addictive. So so here's so here's the thing. Sugar is so highly addictive. Sugar is sugar is as addictive as drugs. And people who don't realize that, don't believe it. Oh, I don't believe that. Okay, let me tell you what. So I was a resident in, in medical school. One of the things that, um, you know, I will never forget, it just amazed me. It made me really actually look up and study some things, and it started making me learn about nutrition more. So I was in the, um, the nursery, I'll never forget it, and there was a baby. And the baby needed, the baby was born and had, like, all kinds of problems, and we needed to put some lines in the baby, um, intravenous lines. And I'm thinking to myself, this is a brand-new baby, a newborn. This is going to be, like, so horrific. What are they going to yeah. use? What kind of, medica- you know, what kind of um, needles? I'm just, you know, they're going to have to do, use anesthesia. It just, I just thought it was going to be, this is horrible. Right. So the, it, they, they set it up. They prep the baby. They get all the needles ready. And the nurse is standing on the side of the, the um, nursery bed. The way the beds are, it's like a little incubator, but they have the little bed open. And she has a dropper, and the dropper is in the baby's mouth. And as soon as the baby starts to suck on, the, on this dropper, and it's like a clear fluid, the uh, doctor, um, yeah, I'm, the, I'm the, um, just the uh, trainee, so I'm watching. So the uh-huh. attending begins to do an incision, puts this line, this long, you know, catheter that goes down and they're doing all the stuff and it's a central line uh-huh. so i'm thinking this is amazing because this baby does not move it doesn't flinch it's 
it's tolerating this entire procedure. And I thought, mm. wow, what is that medication that we're using? That is some powerful stuff. Yeah. So the dropper was empty, and the nurse went to pull up some more of the liquid, put it in um, the baby's mouth. Now, at the time, she took the dropper out of the mouth to pull up some more. The baby is crying, I mean, bloody, like curdling, blood-curdling cries. Right. Because the procedure was already in the process. Puts the dropper full back in the dropper back in the baby's mouth. The baby starts sucking again, <sighs> and the baby's quiet the whole time and finishes the procedure. And I thought, what in the world? What medicine was that? What, what is like? What what anesthesia are you guys use? Like I didn't even know there was an oral. And she yeah. said it was sucrose. I said sucrose. It was sugar water. What do you mean uh, it's sugar water? What are you talking about? Wow. So this is a newborn. This isn't someone that you can say. Be quiet. It's okay. It's only going to hurt for a minute. Let right. me do that. You don't have that. You just whatever actually soothes and makes you feel. So sugar, the just just giving the baby sugar was pleasant enough. Is enough endorphins. Is enough pleasure wow. for this child for this baby to tolerate this um, procedure. Amazing. So it made me it made me read up on some things and sugar is really honestly we have to think about it and talk about it. But um, there are studies that show that it's more addictive than heroin <laughs> and more oh addictive God. than cocaine. There's a there's a study that I looked at that there was a, there were these rats and they were um, given the choice for mm-hmm. there was there was also these drop these these bottles that they could take fluid from. One had sugar in it, one had cocaine in it, one had heroin in it, um, and then one had like combinations. And Uh the rats were more addicted to the sugar alone, not even the combo of sugar and cocaine or sugar and heroin. They were more addicted to the sugar alone than anything else. That's when I said there's no wonder people are at Krispy Kreme at Three or four o'clock in the morning, <laughs> waiting for yeah. you know seriously waiting. Yeah. If that was a crack house, it'd be shut down. True, but it's Krispy Kreme donuts, so it's okay. Um, wow. And we're not looking at the amount of sugar processed mm-hmm. uh, sugar and how highly inflammatory. It's actually studies have shown it's one of the causes, or or at least exacerbating causes of Alzheimer's. Um, wow. There, um, yeah, it shows all kinds of problems with with uh, degeneration and in, in the brain. It actually is uh, obviously it's it's a, a cause of um, diabetes, but mm-hmm. it's also um, a lot of inflammatory um, illnesses that we have. I mean, um, IBS. There's so many things that sugar. Uh, uh, people people just don't know how bad it can be, and yeah. so we have to begin. To look at, whereas the opposite of that is fresh fruits and vegetables, um, yes. you know, um, whole grains, you know, yes. water. There's all these things that actually help flush your system and help keep you um, healthy. And yeah. but sugar isn't one of them. <laughs> yeah. Isn't one of them. Yeah, yeah. We've and, I, and like I said, I, I've learned to change my diet over the years, and, and shockingly, uh, I've made that. I'm making that transition even more to eat more healthy as I, uh, as I, as I live out every day. Uh, mm-hmm. I just started, I just started now drinking, uh, ginger tea. Mm-hmm. I mean, straight ginger, boil it. And, yeah. you know, do it every day. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I it, things that you didn't know, but, but it's very good for your digestive system. It's very yes. good for your yes, yes, so, yes. so I'm picking up uh, as we turmeric. go. You know. I mean, people don't know there's so many medicinal factors and things like turmeric, cayenne pepper, ginger, uh, thyme, um, yeah. um, rosemary. I mean, if we would just learn. There's yes. a reason that a lot of these things were being used, and it's just that people pick basil and pick fresh, you know, all of these things. Yeah. Actually, they have very good medicinal properties for our bodies, and yes. ginger is oh. one of them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, and, and, and with that, I'm going to flip it even to the financial side. Mm-hmm. We have a huge problem, you know, with, uh, with uh, medical bills. If we yeah. learn to if we learn to eat oh, better, if we learn oh, to goodness. sleep and rest better, drink water, exercise regularly, if we, we did self care, it would actually prevent us from actually doing these things where we have to now rescue ourselves. Yes. If we would do preventative care, it's so much cheaper for us to eat well than to uh, you know. So there is a study that shows obesity costs us something like $40 million a year in um, hospital costs. And whereas if you just pay, if health care systems would pay out and incentivize people to join gyms, (laughs) eat well, give them, you know, money for, let's say, organic foods or, or, or foods from, you know, fresh markets and things like that, they, yeah. could, they could cut their costs by something like 300%. But wow. that's so the amount yeah. of money that we spend on medications, mm-hmm. um, the amount of money that it costs us in absenteeism, um, yes. and comp, you know, and workman's comp and all these things that end up happening at, you know, um, it, we would actually do much better if we just worked out, ate yep. well, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, practice, um, like you said, some self-care. I mean, they should be paying for things like massage, a weekly massage or yes. acupuncture or yep. meditation. But, no, we're paying for hydrochlorothiazide because we have hypertension. <laughs> we're paying for insulin because we have diabetes. We're paying wow. for statin drugs because we have high cholesterol. Um wow. And that's really a travesty. This is yeah. a travesty. Yeah, it really is. So I, I, I've learned, and I'm learning uh, as we go. And this, this is great information, and hopefully all my listeners, you're taking note. Uh, it is a challenge uh, to change these, I call it bad habits. Uh, but it will be, it's, it's great. it brings about great benefits overall uh, in our lives. I mean, I, I want to live as long as I possibly can, but I want to be able to get up every morning and not be hurting. I want to be able to digest oh, my yeah. food the way it should be. I want to be able to think clearly. You know, so I mean, you won't, you won't even be able to enjoy your money if you're yeah. hurting. You know, let's, let's yeah. ask um, Steve Jobs if, you know, he would have given every mm-hmm. penny he had not yep. to have died as early as he did and not be able to even enjoy his wealth. So we're yep. not taking care of ourselves. What's the purpose of, of, of making, you know, right. financial, you know, great financial decisions and trying to leave legacies and doing any of this if we can't, you know, care for ourselves. I, I remember yeah. I was traveling with my um, aunt and uncle 
and and um, we were I was young and we were going to Hawaii or something and my uncle said that uh, it was like traveling. What did he call it? He called it a um, a flying hearse. And I said, what? He said, well, what happens is people kill people, work themselves to death all their lives, and then when they can finally you know, decide to travel because people don't take vacations when they're young. This is, this was, he was talking about generation, this, this particular uh-huh. generation wouldn't take vacations with their young, when they're young. So they would wait until they were much older, you know, made this money, worked themselves to death. And then they start traveling and going on cruises and, and, and flying, but you get somewhere and you can't enjoy the trip. They, they yeah. couldn't enjoy. They couldn't go up the mountains and do all the hiking and all the stuff that we were doing. And I thought to myself, "Oh, that's so true. I, I don't want that to happen. I don't want to be somebody who doesn't know how to vacation when I'm young enough to actually enjoy the vacation while I'm there. You know, yeah. to be oh, able to, to hike that mountain and to be able to jump off that cliff when I'm, you know, I go to Jamaica with my kids and I'm jumping off at Rick's Cafe right along with them. <laughs> you know." And I'm swimming right along with them. I'm I'm ice skating when I take them. I I want to be able, but the more active I am, the more active I can be. So what right. people need to realize is you got to continue to be active so that you can um you just optimize your your um your physical being. And so yeah. and it doesn't have to be big things. It doesn't have to be a marathon. Right. You don't have to train to run a marathon. You just want to walk. You want to. Figure out what what your schedule looks like, and especially right now, do this as a family. Our kids are stuck at home; they don't have a schedule. They're not doing recess. They're all, mm-hmm. um, you know, learning online. But we got to give them um, some some schedules and a regimen. And why not do it as a family? So why not decide to go walking as a family? Why not decide to go, you know? And I know it's cold. So if you need yeah. to walk in the mall, I mean they're open now. <laughs> There's so yeah. many ways that we can actually get some exercise, um, but we gotta, we just gotta decide to put one foot in front of the other because otherwise it's it's not gonna get any easier. Trust me. Right, right. I mean you hit on something. That I guess some things that we can focus on, you know, during what I call these days of COVID nineteen. When you just mentioned about doing it at, together as a family. I know with being, you know, quote unquote quarantine and and mostly at home now, it's yeah. so easy to get into our computers, our phones, social media, and it really doesn't promote us to physically do anything. And I know for myself, I've made a, I mean a huge effort of mm-hmm. well, I get up every morning to work out anyway, but even during the midday to go outside and to walk, to let mm-hmm. the sun hit my skin, uh, to mm-hmm. drink water. It's called vitamin the day. D. We need that too. We need vitamin D. Yeah. We need the fresh air. We need the sunshine. We need, um, and you don't necessarily have to socialize with people, but right. it, it does awaken that you know, part of you, that social, whether that's socializing or communing with nature. I mean, Mm -hmm. at some point, though, we don't realize there are all these connections that we need to continue to make. And depression hits hard in the winter, Um, you know, and people can combat that with exercising, um, you know, with giving themselves a routine with, you know, whether you can do Zoom meetings if you have to, a Zoom calls with family, but you still got to get up and move. That's not creating endorphins. You got to get up and move if you want those. 
Right. Like James Brown said, get up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, this this is great information. I mean, uh to hear, like I said, to not hear it come from me because I am not an expert when it comes to this, but I have made some great strides. Uh like I said, I don't eat the way I used to eat. I'm learning to eat things uh that uh, one of my biggest problems, Dr. Yolanda, I'm quite sure probably some people that are listening in would say the same. You know, I like good food, good tasting food, mm-hmm. but there are sometimes when uh, healthy food may not have the the taste that we would like. So mm-hmm. I have learned to just get over it. I, I mean, I hate to be so blunt, but I've I've had to just get over it and say, you know what, my health is more important than the taste of certain food. Sometimes, you know, right. certain foods well, so may not. Here's what you're hitting on. So here's the thing. We have to learn how to train ourselves, right? So it's mm-hmm. like this. Let's talk about money. You, you're, you're a money person. Mm-hmm. You taught people how to maybe you talk about budgeting yep. um, and you talk about what it looks like. And so when a person is, for instance, trying to, they're, they're deciding they want to buy a house. Mm-hmm. You may go through a situation where you're walking through the store and you see stuff that you like. And all of us see stuff that we like when we like it, and we want it when we want it. But if you're yeah. actually working on some things, if you're working on purchasing a house or, or, or uh, you know, paying your car off or, mm-hmm. or, or getting your debt down or um, raising your credit score, whatever it is you're working on financially, it causes restrictions. It causes you to actually put some restrictions on your spending. You don't look at that fur coat the same way. You don't look that's at right. that fur coat like, ooh, that look that would be so that would look so good on me. I could wear that too. You don't think that. You think, mm, that's nice, but I'm gonna have to pass that up because uh-huh. I have my eyes on a bigger goal. My yes. my bigger goal is my house. My bigger goal is paying my car off. My bigger mm-hmm. goal is whatever that thing is, like I said, your credit score. So mm-hmm. it's the same way with food. It, it doesn't have to taste good. Stop thinking that everything has to be, you know, um, <laughs> sweet and 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 decadent. It, it doesn't, yes. no. We pick our cars, and I'm going to say this again, it's like cars. We pick our cars to the gas station for fuel. Mm-hmm. We don't take our cars to the gas station for snacks. We're not looking for the fuel that has the strawberry flavor or the extra, you know, the pineapple or the mango. We don't, it's fuel. That's all it is. Food is fuel. If we stop glorifying food, if we stop, you know, putting it in our minds that it has to do all of these great things, it's fuel. It should, it should, it should. It should, there's some purposes that it should fulfill. It should yes. be high protein. It should uh-huh. have uh, the, enough calories for you. It mm-hmm. should be, um, it should have a good fat and a complex carbohydrate. That's, that's what a meal looks like. Um, it doesn't have to be sweet or salty mm-hmm. or, like I said, decadent. It doesn't yes. need to be oozing. Like there's all these things that so are our craving. We're constantly allowing our cravings to drive us. But yes. if you're talking to somebody about budgeting and finances and money, you're not allowing them to be driven by their cravings. You're not nope. allowing them to, to make these whimsical buys when they know that they have a goal. So we have to start thinking the same way with budgeting, 
we mm-hmm. have amount of calories per day that we are really budgeted. If you're trying to stay, um, if you're trying to maintain a particular weight or even lose weight, it's a budget. I, I talk to people just like if I was a, a financier, it's a budget that you have. You have yes. 1,200 calories today. You can yep. either spend all of your calories on one um, Krispy Kreme donut, knowing that you're going to be hungry, and that Krispy Kreme donut isn't even a wise choice because it's not giving you the protein that you need. It's, right. it's going to drive your blood sugar up, and it's actually going to make you, uh, it's going to drive you closer toward diabetes. It's going to do all these. So it's like telling someone if they were financier, if you're financier, if you make this particular purchase, it's mm-hmm. actually going to be harmful. What you yep. want to do is X, Y, Z, and C. You have $1,200 today. Are you going to spend that $1,200 on uh, a pair of boots, or are you going to pay your car note, your, your gas bills? You know what I mean? There are different yes. things that you would do with that $1,200. It's not Perfect. that different with food. Perfect. I love that analogy. Per- perfect analogy. Now, I want to switch gears here because we are coming down. Uh, we got about a, roughly about a 10 or 15-minute mark here. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, you, you have an event coming up in February. Uh, would you uh, share with us uh, that event that's coming up? I know, that's, uh, I know that we had talked on the, on the line uh, yeah. some time ago. Mm-hmm. But if you can please share some information about that event that you'll be – I think that you're yeah. hosting. Yeah, so I'm hosting an event. It's, so this is my third annual. And, you know, with COVID, everything has changed. So this is a, this is a new – platform for me, so I'm still working it all out, but it's um, it's Dr. Yolanda's heart-to-heart red carpet affair. And so in, ni- in 2019, I started um, doing a heart health awareness event. It's a community event where I teach about heart health. And so here's the deal. All the stuff that we're talking about right now, one of the biggest problems is the number one killer prior to COVID, <laughs> the number one killer of African-American women and men was heart disease. Um, and so right now it's now second to COVID, to be on, to be quite honest. But wow. the other issue is the people who are dying of COVID are the ones who have underlying heart disease, underlying yeah. diabetes, underlying, um, you know, respiratory problems. So heart disease is still technically one of the number one killers in in, in America right now. Mm-hmm. And so um, in 2019, I decided that. Um, I just wanted to do something a little different, present the material and the information using um, the community and using children in the community at the time. They were helping um, help, helping me spread this message. This year, I've changed it to uh, Dr. Yolanda's, you know, still my heart-to-heart rare carpet affair. And instead of just heart health awareness, we're actually doing heart health and health disparities awareness because mm-hmm. one of the problems with COVID is that it really did unveil that it's our health disparities and that our comorbidities and all of our, our problems and with our health our health itself and then our healthcare system that made us that just made us, you know, disproportionately um, susceptible to COVID poor outcomes and death. And so it's gonna be a um, a virtual event. Um, mm-hmm. I'm in literally event bright right now, putting to putting the, the tickets in. So it should be up in the next 24 to 48 hours. But okay. what we want people to do is go on, and it's a free event, so they can get in. Um, and then we'll be giving away like you know door prizes and things and information on um, heart health and health disparities. But with, what I'm excited about this year is I'm actually launching um, a book. 
with this event. And so in the wake of COVID, um, I decided, and I got 14 other healthcare uh, providers uh, with me, and we're doing a book called Navigating a Triple Pandemic. And it's black and brown healthcare providers uh, managing racism in America, um, health disparities in medicine, and the trauma of COVID-19. So mm. it's stories about uh, just sort of frontline workers, these heroes, what, what's been going on, um, how they've managed the trauma and the stress of their own lives you know, of racism and health disparities, as well as dealing with um, dealing with just sort of helping in our communities, because I thought yes. it was very important that we highlighted that um, during this time. And one of our recipients, the recipient of the award this year, I do an award every year, is actually uh, Mayor Muriel Bowser. She's actually receiving an award um, for her work, Social Justice, Black Lives Matter, um, mm-hmm. because there was a huge intersection between um, our empowerment and our struggle to really get our voices heard this 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 particular year during this pandemic, and okay. so um, we're championing her for her work with um, Black Lives Matter and and the, and the um, Black Lives Matter Black Lives Matter Plaza um, and just some of the work that she's been doing here in the district. So okay. I welcome you to come out. Like I said, we're going to have. Um, door card. Oh, I'm, I forget. We got three breakout sessions. We got a cooking session. You got to. You're gonna have a cooking session with me. A cooking demo. Okay. Um, you're gonna have a yoga um, class and a meditation class. So the 20 minutes of each of those, and you get to choose two. You don't have to just choose one. Um, you okay. get to choose two. So it's gonna be a lot of information, and it's all about these three tenets. It's nutrition, okay. it's self care, and it's exercise. So we're providing all of those things free. Oh, fantastic. Now, so let's see. If you can give me – now, you said it's going to be going up, I guess, at this time. Can you give me your website, all yeah, your contact yeah. information, social media, if you can right. provide at all? Okay. So they're going to find this on my webpage, right? So there mm-hmm. is my Instagram, which is Dr. Yolanda MD at DrYolandaMD.com, B-R-Y-O-L-A-N-D-A-M-D.com. Um, and then my Facebook page, which is my whole government name, <laughs> so that's Yolanda, Y-O-L-A-N-D-A, yeah. Lewis Raglan, that's L-E-W-I-S hyphen R-A-G-L-A-N-D. So I'm going to be able to put those up um, and so people can get into Eventbrite soon okay. um, for that event. But okay. my email is info at DrYolandaMD. My website is DrYolandaMD.com. Um, and then we actually just started a um, nonprofit, which is Dr. Yolanda Cares Foundation. So that will be also um, helping for, uh, sponsor and support this event. Okay. Perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Well, I have to say, I have a lot to think about. Uh, <laughs> you, you've given me a lot of homework tonight, and hopefully you've given a lot of homework to all of you who are listening, this has been uh, absolute joy and pleasure to having you here tonight, uh, Dr. Yolanda. Thank you so much for your time, your expertise, the useful, vital information regarding our overall health. I mean that it, I can. I guess I can use this for the rest of the year now. I mean this. You, we've covered everything I'm a, in I'm this put segment. I'm going to one thing out there that I didn't say, and I'm telling okay. you, vitamins. Vitamins are important. 
I think okay. that people don't recognize how important vitamins are. We want to get all of our nutrition from food, and I'm all about pushing food as um, mm-hmm. the best source of nutrition because it's um, very easily digestible. But mm-hmm. so much of our food is has been stripped of, of the nutrients that we thought were in them. There's studies that show that there's like 35% less vitamin C and carrots than, you know, than several years ago. It's just because of the way that we're using the soil and abusing the soil, quite frankly. And right. I get into climate change and all that because that's all true. So what's right. happening is we don't have our, our, our foods aren't as nutritious as we think they are. We want you to use them, but you've got to do supplements. You've got to do supplements. And right now we're boosting your immune system. I want you supplementing with vitamin C. I want you supplementing with vitamin D. I want you supplementing with zinc. I want you supplementing with selenium, um, elderberry, turmeric. Um, There's so many things out there, but I need people to recognize that you can eat well, but you also need to supplement with with as many vitamins and minerals and things as you can. And that's one of the things that I do. So anybody who wants to connect with me, Yes. Um, I actually do a lot of supplements, B12, B12 shots for weight loss. And I do weight loss. So I do, you know, meal plans and weight loss. And, and there's a whole, you know, uh, part of my, my other being. But these are the things that I just want to make sure that I end that, on that note is people mm-hmm. really want to add supplements to their, um, to their daily routine. Exercise, gotcha. sleep, okay. water, and supplements. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I, I I got an A plus on that part then because I do the vitamin C, D, I do zinc, uh, elderberry. Uh, I I haven't. I need to do the turmeric now. So I I got well, I right. got one more I need and to B do. B complex. B complex. B complex. Okay. Perfect. Yep. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been absolutely uh, perfect here. I really appreciate your time here, uh, Dr. Yanda, and uh, I want all my listeners. Definitely take note. Uh, if you have to go back and listen to this show on demand, make sure you do that. A lot of useful, uh, vitally important information has gone out regarding our overall health. And from emotional, physical, financial, mental, all of that is encompassed in this show tonight. So, Dr. Yolanda, thank you so much for being here. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. You're more than welcome. All right. Well, that's a wrap, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. You can catch my show every Tuesday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you haven't reached me on on social media, touch base with me. Uh, You can connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. But you can also reach me at my website at shipmanconsulting.com. Now, before we go, as I always say, I want you to remember these words regarding your money and your life. Give cheerfully, spend carefully, and invest wisely. But before we go, you know I always have to play a little bit of smooth jazz music. Check out this tune by Mr. Huge Groove. Take care, everyone. Talk to you soon.